Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. And, of course, we have our fun co-host back, Mr. Kevin Miller. Kevin, yeah. thank you for coming in well, again. I'm glad to be back. I really enjoyed it last time. I have to say it was a little bit weird watching myself on the Internet. I, now, I don't I don't like looking at myself, so it's a little bit weird watching myself talk, but I'll tell You're you. You're like, I'm that. not that pretty. Wait. Ah. No, see, that's the thing is sometimes I go, you know what? I can handle that guy in the mirror. But then when you look at yourself on the internet, you're like, whoa, can the whoa, internet handle I don't even, that guy I don't even sound like that guy. Who is that guy? <laughs> that's Get out what's of here. really funny is the voice thing. So uh, I called in the Pulp MX show one time and left a voicemail, and they played yeah, it on the yeah. air. And I had to play it three times before I was really like, okay, that, I sound like an idiot. So well, thanks, everybody, well, for listening, I'm because sorry. apparently you guys put up with it. We really appreciate it. So if you guys don't remember, Kevin was on uh, a month ago? Uh, yeah, it was about six weeks ago. Okay. Um, so you guys could go back and look for when Kevin Miller was on the show. Uh, he is a listener, just so happens to live really close. Um, well, I and say I was that. like, hey. Close. Well, kind of close. Closer than people not in Texas? Okay, yeah, closer than Oklahoma. There yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. So, you know, less than two hours away. Um, and he's just got good input, likes to ask questions and stuff, so uh, we wanted to have him back uh, on. I, I like he has bikes, a daughter so. as well as I do, and that's we've got so many J.D. Rippers on that I thought it'd be good to have that perspective of a uh, father. Uh, we should have brought her in here because she could have been uh, she could have been bench racing too because you oh. know she she likes her bikes too, man. So we'll have to get a we're training, a we're training and, them young. A Kaylin and Lily show on. Yes, we got it. So uh, <laughs> for those of you who have no idea why you're listening to us yap at this present moment, this is seat time. This is the online show for the off road enthusiast. If you enjoy riding a dirt bike, if you enjoy paying attention to people that ride dirt bikes or even talk to your friends as if you are a dirt bike rider this is most likely the show that you are thoroughly going to enjoy if you are under the age of 21 i do not ask you to hold up your adult beverage but if you are of the age of 21 and do choose to so consume alcoholic beverages we do uh this is the beer drinking bench racing show and i tonight am a Krabby's original alcoholic ginger beer for those of you who are out there who are wondering it is quite spicy and fun uh little ones cannot enjoy it because it is alcoholic but they can enjoy non-alcoholic ginger beer i got i got yo beer you, uh, you got an omission that's a, that's my favorite kind of beer is the free one the free so, one that's, yeah that's good that's the that's the high content too so we'll see how that goes All of right. course seat time brought to you by the fine folks over at fly racing you can learn more about them at flyracing.com um still well performance is still well performance.com they do make your bad squishy better squishy uh so suspension and uh lots of fun parts over there kr4 arrive and ride program if you guys want to make it out to a gncc or a national enduro possibly even soon west coast races you do want to go check them out at krpoorperformance.com and our good friends over at fast company they live in washington utah because they like to ride their dirt bikes right out of the shop what dirt bike company shouldn't be able to do that right well, it'd be nice if I could do it. It'd be nice. You could just do it in Texas, but see, you don't have a dirt bike company. Yeah, I, mean, I can make one on up. It. I mean, <laughs> seat time two. <laughs> yes, seat time two. Well, uh, so episode one thirty four this evening might get a little interesting, um, just because of the fact that we're having a bunch of young, awesome J Day mini savages up J-Day in the house. Rippers, the Rippers, Rippers, if you will. Um, I don't know how awesome their accent's going to be yet. Um, I could say that they're... 
Hopefully they can exaggerate it. That'd be nice. Their, uh, their man parts may not have fully formed as of yet, so we're just going to kind of have to pay attention and see. But I think it's going to be interesting because it's going to be a, maybe a, a, just a high-pitched Bostonian accent. I'm not too sure yet, but we're going to figure it out. So we're going to kind of do it in groups. It's, it's going to be fun to talk to these guys and kind of see. J-Day's awesome. We all know that. We watched the videos. We, we, we were like, gosh, why can't we It looks have like a fun series. I wish it was down like here. To just rock on. Nice. Um, but we don't, so we're gonna live through these guys. And so, the, obviously, the Rippers are cool. We've had we've had quite a few of them on. But now we're gonna talk to the youngins, the young mini savages. Um, our first group of guys that's gonna be on. We got Nick DeFeo and Zachary Ames. Now, when I totally botched these names, I apologize again. I don't want yeah. you guys to call your hitman or anything. I don't know if it's DeFeo, DeFeo, DeFeo. Well, let's ask know. Nick. We'll, we'll see. How would you pronounce your last name? DeFeo. DeFeo? Boom, I'm right. Yeah, you're better than me. It. You're better than me. And then we got Mr. Uh, Zachary Ames. Now, Zach, is it Zach or Zachary? Zach. Zach. Okay, so somebody just sent me your name is Zachary, and I immediately thought, this 10-year-old, he's very professional if he goes by Zachary. Zachary. Okay. Zachary? <laughs> oh, <that's okay. laughs> so, Nick, let's go ahead and start off with you. You're eight years old, is that correct, and you're racing in the Peewee and Mini B class? Yep. Oh, okay. So you're eight years old and you're already racing. That blows my mind, one, because I was riding at five and didn't start racing until I was like 12, I think, when I was heading out with my dad. So you've actually been racing previous, though, years. Is that correct? Yes. Yes? What? Okay. Well, what, a, what, what, what other classes did you did you race in? <laughs> well, so uh, uh, are, you, uh, are you as fast as your sister? Done your sister race too? Yes. Yeah. So, but are you faster than your sister? Yeah, are you faster? Yes. Yeah, that's nice. right. Every every young man should say that, yes. regardless of the truth or not. Yeah. We love it. And and uh, Zach, you're in the mini B class. Um, so how long have you been racing J Day? And, and tell us about kind of, you know, your experience of how you got into it. Well, um, I really never wanted to race at first, but. Then my brother raced, so I kind of just wanted to start, and I've been racing for three years now. So um, when you say uh, you didn't want to race, but your brother wanted to race, is your brother older or younger than you? Older. Okay, that's good. Because if your younger brother was going to want to race and you were going to want to sit on the couch and play video games, we were going to have issues, my son. Man card taken away. Yeah. <laughs> you would lose your 10-year-old man card for sure. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, uh, what about yourself? You're, you're eight years old. You said you've raced in a couple other series before, I think when you were seven. Um, c- kind of how did you and your family get into this? Um, is your sister older than you? Does your dad race? Kind of tell us a little bit about that setup. My, my sister is older me, and my dad started ra- racing games and my sister, so I just wanted to try it, and then I just liked it after that. Very cool. Um, so I think we're going to have to ask all of these guys this question. Did you happen to see the dude that totally, like, just skyrocketed? That was awesome. Um, at the J-Day this past weekend. I saw it on Instagram. You saw it on Instagram? You didn't see it in person? No. Oh my gosh. I, Were you guys out there racing ripping at the it same up, time? Man. No. Oh, I, I saw it right at the start too. You man. saw it at the start? I thought I thought it was like Nick man. Nick Goslin first. Yeah? Yeah. But it was actually um Nick Martin. Nick Martin? Sick Martin? 
<laughs> Sick Mick. So, so uh, what's what's your favorite part about riding in the J Day series? Ooh, I like that. That's a good question. Um, probably, probably the extreme sections. Yeah, those are always my favorite part about about cross country stuff. Uh, okay, well, I, I'm gonna come back to that. No, Zach, before we go on to that about the extreme sections, what's your favorite part of J Day? Um. I like the woods. Okay, you like the woods. That's good. We've got a true off-road racer growing up here. I like that. I like that. That's right. good. Okay, so the KTM, it's the it, for the juniors, is it the, still the KTM extreme section, or is that just for the big bikes there, Nick? Probably just, it's all the same. It's all the same? That's okay. And so you say you like the extreme section. What is it about the extreme section that you like so much? You're eight years old. I'm afraid of the extreme sections. So, I mean, you're pretty much awesome. You just get a lot of practice in them when you just start getting it. And, like, the big logs that you can you can just, like, try to jump over them to get practice jumping. Or, you, or if it's no, like, dirt in front of it, you can just try to, try to get your skills up wheeling. Nice. I have to ask, Kevin. Did I just get advice from an eight-year-old on going through the extreme uh, section? I think I think you did, and he probably taught me a little bit something. I, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm no. By no means was any of that wrong. I think I have to listen to that. I'm <laughs> no, it's actually, all it's all I'm good. Completely put this into my headphones <laughs> when I go ride next time. It's gonna be like I gotta see the log, and I gotta make sure if there's no dirt that I gotta kind of use it and jump it and head it straight. Just just pin it. Yeah, just for sure. It. Okay, now Zachary, do you? How do y'all series work in the sense of when it comes to the mini riders and the peewee riders and that sort? Do you do you and Nick race on the same course, or do you guys race on different courses? Even though you're still semi close in age. Oh, like difference between like a peewee. Well, and a we race on the same course, but in the peewees is a different course, but in the mini bees is the same. Okay, so maybe the peewees have a, a smaller version or like a, a, a like maybe less mileage than what you guys would have of the peewee course? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. So have you had a chance to ride with Nick before? Yes, we raced together. Okay, you guys – oh, that's right. Okay. You guys raced together last year. Um, so who's faster? Uh, we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no way. We got one showboat and we got one honest cancer. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So uh, last year when you guys were racing each other, how did you guys place? So that way we can we can make the definitive fact of who was the better racer last year. I placed fourth in the points. And how did you do, Nick? I placed seventh. Seventh? pretty good i think that's not too bad considering the fact that you guys are two years apart well i can't yeah. even finish a series so yeah i mean I kevin like here four in he, and yeah i just quit so <laughs> but you're doing yoga too man well man i gotta get all i gotta get off of my stuff is that for the ladies well, of course awesome. well, i mean we'll if you about- go to yoga class i mean what is the greatest <laughs> thing ever like the yoga pants so you gotta go in there and at least it look like you look like you know what you're doing. It wouldn't so. be the worst time. I no, would. I, I think hot yoga. That's where I would. Fantastic. Be. Um, hot yoga so, good too. Nick, being a youngin, eight years old, racing J Day, you a ripper. You a little ripper up in the J Day series. 
Um, coolest thing about J-Day series, you know, obviously you said it comes down to the track for the racing part of it, but you, you know, if you're thinking about the whole weekend, everything that goes down, what is probably the coolest thing about J-Day for you? It's, it's probably just like, for a funnest thing, it's probably just trying, it's like racing against each other so you can get more practice at it, so you can like, ride a lot better to get faster, and they like battle, battle with each other, so. So, so you you you're you're into you're into rubbing elbows then with your with your race mates, eh? No, no. <laughs> do you, do you watch? Has broken thumb. Do you watch Supercross and watch their block passes so you can kind of take somebody's front wheel out if you need to? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> James Stewart's my homeboy. Heck yeah. I get black flagged every time I ride. I think that's Ryan Villapoto's mine. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Ryan Villapoto's mine. Ryan Villapoto, nice. Dang. That's okay. He just had knee surgery. He may or may not have tested positive for something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's total speculation. Nobody <laughs> listened to anything I say. Don't <laughs> <laughs> well, worry. I, I got the same speculations going on in my head. Don't yeah, worry. No, no, we're, no, all, we're all we're all on the it. same page. Uh, okay, now Zach. What is it going to yes. take for you to one day be, and this could be for both of you guys, but we'll start with Zach. What would it take for you to be on the top step of the pro, pro podium maybe in the next six to eight years? That long? Well, he's, he's 10, <laughs> six, 16 to 18. I think that's a fair guesstimate. Yeah. Well, it would take a, probably a lot of hard work. <laughs> True. So, so do you... Uh, do you do any running or anything like that, or you just hop on your bike and just kind of go? Um, I run sometimes. There's like a dam right next to my house, so. Nice. I, I wouldn't keep it in shape at that, that right. age. Ten. It's not it's running like at running, all. running is just running to the baseball field. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, running to your bike in the garage so you can go ride it. <laughs> now, what about you, Nick? What do you think? Uh, what's your What do you, What do you see? Like, what's going to take for you? You know, maybe in a little bit more years two because you're younger to get to 16 to 18 and maybe like be on the top box like Johnny G what up I'm pushing you out of the way it's my step <laughs> um, probably just trying to ride fast at home and, and like <laughs> and get a bigger fight so it has more power right <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you guys? I would imagine that you guys are extremely thankful for your families and the, and the fact that you guys get to spend all this time together, riding and racing dirt bikes, and really probably bonding and having a much tighter relationship because of all the time you guys spend together. Oh yeah, yes. Good. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear. That, that was always a really good part of whenever I was growing up. Because I mean, I I rode. I think I started racing at like 16, and I raced until I was like 20 with my dad oh wow we just go to the racetrack every other weekend man. yeah it's, it's a good time it's, that's it's a really i like motocross it's a family sport no uh, it, it's, it's a good time it is it is well cool well guys of course i mean i'm not gonna lie you guys are energetic you guys answer all the questions you have fun with it which is what we love uh so but unfortunately because of the fact that we've got so many of you little j-day dudes to have on this evening we're kind of cutting our interviews a tad bit shorter than normal but 
I wanted to give you guys a chance. I know that even at this young age, you guys have you know some sponsors out there that might be helping you guys. Maybe you want to say thanks to mom and dad, whoever those may be. Nick, you're the youngest. We'll let you start if you've got any <laughs> shout-outs. Maybe you've got an Instagram, too, that you want to throw out there for the ladies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall via Twitter, FMS, Lucas Oil, and mom and dad. Mom and dad. I like nice. it. Dig it. What about you, Zach? Well, first off, I would like to thank my parents and then the energy specialist and Ames Logging, Adam Clark Building and Remodeling, Moto Photo 29, and then Elaine DeFeo for taking, for taking a lot of sick pictures and that. A lot of sick pictures. I like that. This is this is impressive. That's way more people than I have oh. to thank even like right now. <laughs> I'd like to thank me. Awesome. Uh, paychecks. Yeah, I got me and myself and my truck for getting me here. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, you said thanks to Moto Photo Twenty Nine. That's actually the lady that helped get this completely set up. Um, she was the one who really came out to me and was like, "Hey, we've got all these. Not just do we have sick JD Rippers that are all the." the older produce but we've got some of the young ones too so big thanks to her and she's got a lot of pictures that she sent to us um that will that will probably that she's has she has shared um of uh, nick marshall i believe it was sick sick mick uh, oh yeah that went that went just total that AWOL, was, that was penciled insane. it and then broke or 10 sep- compound ten, fractured yeah, vertebrae 10 vertebrae that's yeah. insane that's insane well guys all i can say is don't do what he did Ride fast, ride hard, but that was nuts, and we don't want to see any more of that. Uh, the internet may want to see more of that, but we don't want to see any more of that. But you guys keep having fun. What's that? No more broken backs. No more broken backs. I agree. We've got if, enough of those this year. But if you do, please wear a GoPro. Yeah. So we can I mean, watch. might as well. So, uh, parents, buy them a GoPro. Uh, <laughs> but no, thank you guys very much, and we will definitely be having you guys on the show in the near future, because I have a feeling you guys are going to be the future. going to be the future J-Day Rippers. Yeah. So thank you for being on the show, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, well, hey, Nick great. and Zach, those dudes are pretty yeah, wicked, Yeah, eh? those are good, guys. Cool. Well, okay, so we're going to switch from them. And we're going to bring on some more dudes. We're kind of like going to go up in age, if you will, as this happens. But, of course, we've got to say a big thanks to our sponsors, Fly Racing. Um, FlyRacing.com, is, it, they're going to be updating their website this week um, for, at Red, for all their new stuff. Yeah, so the 2015 stuff is going to be debuted at Redbud. Nice. Which is going to be I, awesome. I, this weekend, coming I just, up, I just bought their weekend. I just bought their 2014 Kinetic. The Vinit? Uh, the Mesh. Blue. Mm. Awesome gear. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to ride with it. I was trying to go ride this weekend, but uh, it didn't work I went out. and rode this past weekend. Ooh, where'd you go? Uh, Munster, actually. Ooh. I haven't been to Munster Man. in so long, dude. That place is a lot of fun. It's getting a little bit like rain-roaded out, which I guess makes yes, it a little bit more but. technical for us, but... I don't know. It's it's pretty fun. I, I kind of miss I kind of miss being able to go out there all the time. Yeah, but That's I was pretty, out there and uh, we were doing we were doing TKO practice. So Ooh, if, you nice. did, if you, anybody's listening to this and they haven't had a chance to see uh, the video that we have, so Marky uh, Cook, Mark Cox's daughter, she's going to be coming out with us. I just said Marky Cook, but Mark Cock. It's like they're the same. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you roll with it. Yeah, we just go with it. Uh, but it's, it's Mark Cock. He's, he knows it. He knows it. It's what it is. It uh, is now. So he had his helmet cam on and was videoing her as she was testing out a, a, a one of the hill climbs that we had going, and she totally yeah. 
didn't have enough speed and went over backwards, and it was a pretty serious wreck. But that is on uh, on our Facebook page. We shared that. Do y'all go do? Uh, did y'all go do like Joshua Tree and? We all didn't do Joshua Tree and stuff because the whole idea is we know that TKO is not for the amateurs. Isn't going to be like a last man standing. It's they don't want it to be. Don't finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. They it, it, they want it to be tough and things like that, and it's it's not going to be for everybody. But so we were out there trying to find not not just uh, like really steep quick hill climbs but steep kind of rooty hill climbs rocky type hill climbs and so we would get really comfortable on them and, and kind of know the the good lines and then we'd be like okay the good line's stuck somebody's in this line so we have to then kind that's, of that's make a, our way up the hill but around idea you know around i just always kind of pin it up the trail so right but you got to think about the fact that it's tko it's gonna be so technical people yeah. can be falling all over the place um and I'm, then of course we're also we were testing coming at it really quick so we'd go to the very bottom and set up perpendicular to it oh, really? and then we just immediately to a hard right and try to get up the hill and do like a hard left to get up the hill so that's kind of the the mindset we were out so that's why Mark like practice way better than i practice well <laughs> we don't we don't want to go out there just to get our butts kicked you know oh, man. it's nick martin apparently i want to call him sick mick now that's all right sick mark sick Sick Nick. We'll just call him Sick. Sick. Say, call him Ouch, really. Call him Ouch, yeah, call him Broken Back. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. All right, cool. So, again, flyracing.com, while we were out riding this past weekend in Munster, kept me super cool. Why? Because I was super vented in their well, kinetic mesh gear. My, my truck was really cool as they were sitting like on the back yeah, ready you're like, for me to man, go I look better with this next to me, for yes, sure. Yes, I definitely did. So I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm not that creepy. It's okay, Brian. I'm just saying. All right, so. Again, we're live. This stuff happens. Sometimes we just kind of get off topic. So, our next group of fine J-Day mini savages. we got Brian Day and Bubs Tasha. Probably going to speak Tasha. Tasha? Bubs. I like it. Maybe? Yep. I don't know. But he's going to correct me this whole show, apparently. So, we're just going to see what happens. This could get weird. <laughs> um, Brian Day, younger brother to John Day himself. The uh, the, the procreator, if you will. The, the procreator? Well, he procreated. <laughs> He procreated. He did procreate. He procreated J-Day <laughs> off-road. Like, so, I mean, hey, it may be an awkward growth for some, but it's just the truth for others. Uh, and then, of course, Bubs, uh, Tasha. So, Bubs, what's your real name? Because Bubs is just a nickname, right? Yeah, my real name is Nathaniel Tasha, but I was a fat baby, so they called me Chubsy Bubsy. Chubsy Bubsy, I, I like, like that. And Bubs just awesome. stuck. Bubs just stuck. Well, you didn't keep the fat, did you? <laughs> like, did you just call me fat? <laughs> I said you didn't keep the fat. No. Nah, you thinned out. That's okay. Me too. It took me about sixteen till I till I I, tr- I, I trimmed the fat. But I've yeah, been a rail my entire life. If I, I you, nothing you I do, I just entire life. That's not good. Ooh. That's not healthy. Uh, okay. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. <laughs> no, say so, Brian. I wanted to ask you, being the younger brother of John Day such a procreator of such a series now that we're going to use that word <laughs> what has that been like for you uh it's been really cool yeah that's it did he, did, did he pay you to say that no no what did he actually pay you to say uh he told me to say my sponsor and stuff like that all right well at least you know he, he did some racing in europe you know for some different people and stuff like that so he knows that when it comes down to it you gotta you gotta thank the people where the money's coming from but that's not what we're about We've got, we've got a couple people that we like to thank, but we like to be honest. I, I, so be I'm honest free. with me. Is J-Day awesome? Yeah. Yeah? Bubs? J-Day awesome? Yes. Why? Just just break it down for me. We want the honest truth from the from the younger J-Day generation. 
Uh, break down J-Day. Yeah, just break it down. Why is it so awesome? What makes it to the fact where people from Texas, because we do, we want to travel up there and race this series. I, I'm but friends with J-Day Off-Road on Instagram. See? And now, I will see all their stuff. I'm friends with the guy that I think builds the majority of the tracks. And I always see him post that's pictures. That's the procreator we're talking about. Oh, is about. that the procreator? Yep, that's that's, well, the, that's the man himself. <laughs> well, that's, his, uh, that's his younger stuff. brother. Uh, so, yeah, tell us why we from Texas love J-Day so much. Make us understand it. I don't know. Uh, I think the cool part about it is that there's a lot of motocross and there's a lot of woods and that it's just so spread out with the classes that you can you can pretty much do anything and have fun with it. So how many how many miles are the J-Day tracks normally? Do you know? And then, uh, I don't know. Ask Brian that one. I don't know that one. Sounds like math. Brian, hit us up. <laughs> I think a lap is either uh, two to three miles usually. Okay. So about five, six minutes maybe, or a little bit less sometimes? Yeah. That sounds pretty good. I'd like to have something like that because it's almost like a sprint. Almost yeah. like a sprint thing. Yeah, we, there's we, nothing like that. We've done there. some talking lately um, here in Texas about why we have such tight trails for racing. It doesn't seem to lo- you know, to, to bring in passing very well. But what I see in y'all's videos and the pictures that we see is we see much wider trails that get really rough. Um, and I wanted to know, like, what do you guys think about the tracks, um, thinking about the ability to pass? Um, obviously, Bubs, we know you like motocross, and you play hockey, too, so I'm sure that you're not that's afraid to cool. run into people. Um, so kind of tell us what that's like for you guys, how aggressive you can get because of the way that the tracks are laid out. Um, some of the lines, he makes a lot of lines in the woods. So most of the time, you don't have to make, like, an aggressive pass. You can sort of just, like, especially with lappers, it makes it easy to pass them without like having to make contact or something. But when you have to make contact, there's a lot of lines to do that too. If you're feeling that way. Oh man, that's awesome. If you're feeling that way. I would, I would love to race like on a wide thing. Like after, almost like the GNCCs because they race after the four wheelers, don't mm-hmm. they? But yeah, so you got a nice wide track there. Yeah. And it I, seems I wide, but holy like crap, that. the GNCCs—they're not that like. It's wide. Like, yeah, it's four-wheeler wide. But when you got, like, three dudes, like, fighting for one spot on that trail, it becomes much more narrow. Uh, yeah, as with everything, I guess. Probably yeah. with these guys, too. Saturday night at the bar, you're like, let me in. I will pee in that trough. <laughs> um, but you guys don't know about that yet. It's all right. Um, so we had our we had Nick and Zachary on a little bit earlier, right before you guys. And I know one of them was right there sitting next to you guys. So, so what do you think about even even the younger generation i know that you guys were riding at that age and you're a little bit older now and you've kind of been racing and you're making it into more series doing more things with life what do you think about the the younger kids out there and the way that they get to partake in in j-day and have so much fun out there there's some really fast kids out there they definitely have uh, a good future how, how many uh how many kids are in your class um uh, usually like 10 10 so it's pretty competitive yeah yeah that's pretty cool. So, what, so would, what would you guys think about coming to Texas where the soil is much more hard packed? That's the one thing, as I've talked to your brother or to John Day about coming to Texas uh, or coming more south, south central to do something like that. But I think one of the biggest things that makes J-Day so – it draws our attention so much is because you guys have that brownie dirt. I mean – Oh, yeah, what looks like cake. 80 to 90% of the time. Well, we have hard-packed, dusty crap. Um, you know, how do you think that a J-Day would hold up if, if, if the terrain 
and opposed to having so much traction and getting eaten up so much where, you know, a lot of braking bumps and just hard-packed, slick brew groove. There's been some pretty muddy races. Yeah. yeah. Some of the races are pretty hard-packed, but a lot of them are also sand and rocky. Is there, is There's there one in Florida. sand up there? I like the sand. Well, how far? Where do the J days go? Where the northeast? They're just. Where do you guys live? That's a good question. Let's. See, where do you guys kind of reside? Uh, I'm in Norton, Mass. Norton, I live Mass? in Falmouth, Mass. Ooh, Mass. Way, I like the way, way it is. It's not even there. Massachusetts to them. It's just Mass. Man, it's just because it's heavy. It's heavy. It is Massachusetts. That's like 800 syllables. That's a lot of letters. Like all those syllables. It's ridiculous. Mass. It's a I lot like of that. stuff going on up there. So okay. So where you guys are at in Massachusetts or in Mass? Um, how far typically do you have to travel for most of these J-Day races and kind of, you know, where are they more, uh, like, state-wise located? There's a few races that are pretty far, like four, maybe even five hours, but then some races are pretty close, like an hour, two. Dope. That's pretty good. So you do a lot of racing in, like, New York and, and go up to, like, Maine, or you normally come, like, farther down south? Uh, just stick around around that uh, Massachusetts New York, area. New Hampshire, Rhode Island. I mean, like, I have to bring... See, you're talking about all these states around Massachusetts, and I have to bring up a map. <laughs> well, it's decently fresh to me. I don't know. I, I, I kind of know geog- geography. Ge- maybe sure. I don't Maybe I don't know this. <laughs> I know geography, but grandma, it has Gra- me every time. Uh, yeah, it gets me every time, too. Don't, so, don't worry. All right, but Bubs, what's you're like a hockey player. You're you don't race J Day full time, right? But you kind of come in and you do really, really well when you do race. I mean, you. So tell us about all the other stuff that you have going on. Uh, last year was really my first year racing, and I did all J Day. And then this year I got more into motocross. But year round I play hockey because that's what I've played my whole life. Mm-hmm. And. During the school during school season, I go to BC High, so I don't have much time to ride. But when I am riding, it's usually motocross, and then every few J days I go and race the J days. But last year I did the whole series. So do you like do you like the J day kind of series, or do you like motocross more? What was that? Do you like motocross more, or do you like like uh, off road? Um, the J days are really fun. I like the J days because. I grew up doing woods, but motocross is a lot more fast and like high intensity. I feel. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you and I probably just missed this. Sorry, I was uh, our our Nick Martin or Sick Nick, as people know me, was emailing me. So I was emailing him back really quick. Uh, but I wanted to know: Did you mention that you actually are going to Loretta Lynn's? Um, this year, I only qualified in four classes for the regionals. You only qualify for four classes? <laughs> I didn't qualify in any. I mean, I didn't go to the quali- qualifiers, but still. And then I got, and then I got a whole for the like third moto. I went four four overall, and then for the main moto, I pulled the whole shot, and then I went down on a jump, and my bars were all tweaked. Ah. So I ended up getting a bad overall, like a well, not bad, but like ninth out of sixty-two. So I didn't make it in like completely, but. I'm going as an alternate, so if anyone gets hurt, I'm the first alternate that nice. they, to go down. Nice. Nice. Devin, that's one of those situations where you're like, I don't want to hope somebody gets hurt, but man. But let's face it, man. most likely it'll happen. So, Brian, what are your motocross skills like? Can you keep up with bubs? 
No, definitely not. No? Do you have any sick whips? Do I have any? Yeah. No. Can you pull, like, a sweet one-legger? What was that? Did you just come up with a new trick? He wants to know if you can do a one-legger. Or one, uh, one-hander? No. Yeah, what's a one-legger? I don't know. That's, what, that's the question I would have asked, Brian, is what is a one-legger? Um, so, Brian, it says uh, it says in your little bio thing that I read that, that you like music. Um, what's uh, what's your favorite kind of music? Or do you like, do you play any instruments or anything? Or No. No? You just like music? Well, what's your favorite kind of music? What's your favorite band, Brian? Are we asking too many questions at once? Should I ask another question? Let's ask. Bands. Let's I listen ask to uh, like rap music, but my favorite rapper is probably like Eminem. Eminem? That's not too bad. Nah. He's so especially from that area, I would think that that's probably pretty normal. Hey, yeah, I guess it is. Texas, it's, right it's like that's there. the southern rock and country down here. I mean, not that. That's. Uh, I, I'm listening to Zero. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. You listen to any music? No, the the singer Zero. I don't the even rapper. know what that the is. The rapper Zero, man. Oh, oh. man. I just I'll Mo be honest. City I Dawn. just don't. Maybe you guys can explain this to me. I just don't feel any kind of connection to a lot of the rap music out nowadays. Like, I just, like, for whatever reason, like, Jurassic 5 um, was, like, hip-hop to me. And, like, I love that stuff. I love like, Roots. Park. Like, loved Roots. Like, but and Jurassic I still do. Park. Like, Jurassic But there's, like, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of the stuff today, I guess I just don't totally get connected with oh, no, what I is it that uh, Brian or Bubs if you're into rap as well what is it about rap music that you guys like totally that you know that you dig so much I like country oh see okay mm-hmm. you like that's fine we could talk about country I know people that like country I don't but I like country. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of country music do you like do you what kind of, what's your favorite like country band uh I like I like like Zach Brown band but I also like like Jason Aldean it's two different kinds like I like the rock kind yeah. But I also like the straight up country kind. Country music is pretty good. I, I can get into it every once in a while. Mostly if I drink beer. But, uh. <laughs> Just like any other Texan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta make it work somehow. Well here, I got I got a question for you guys. Let's let's turn the tables. And let let's let you guys run the show. Now you guys are the host and co host. I don't know who's who of Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiasts, and you need to ask us questions that you think off-road enthusiasts would be interested to hear answers for. What do you think? Okay. What do you got? Um, and you can have fun favorite, with this. What's your favorite type of bike to ride? Two-stroke all yeah. the way. I ride a KTM 300XC for a reason, because it makes me feel awesome. KTM's the best. Straight up. I, I don't know. I got a KX250, like, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's just because it's Cali, what you, Cali for the win. Yeah, that's true. Just, if I if I had don't the option, have a KTM and if I had like, the option, I would have a 2014, 2015 here soon. Mm-hmm. KTM 450. Now, that would be a great time. Unfortunately, I don't have ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm just the opposite. I think I've ridden a couple 125s lately and really, really, really enjoyed them. But for some strange reason, I probably because I'm not, excuse my language, like balls of the walls enough to ring out a 125 the way it really needs to be rung out and that's probably why I lose uh, the 300 more because I can lug it and still probably go just as fast. I blow up 125s. So, I mean, I, I had a I think it was a 2003 YZ125 put in, I think I had probably 15 hours total on this bike before I sold it and in that 15 hours I think I had two top ends 
Like it was, I blew that thing up five hours. Some people might call that bad mechanic skills. Well, it might be bad mechanic skills, but I blew that sucker up. (laughs) It didn't last long. I got KX two fifty soon after. So KTM three hundred XC. KX two fifty is better than. uh, than They they like dead air way more than I do. You know. What what uh, what other what what other question you got? It better uh, be the greatest like, question of all time, though. Do you like motocross or woods better? I like motocross better. I like woods better. But I grew up riding in the woods, and so I like to go. I feel like woods is Trail more n- nostalgic, if, right? If you want right? to say that, I yeah. enjoy riding. Like if I'm going to go out and have like a a good day riding, it'll be woods riding. If I want to go be all intense and crazy and want to pass people and knock people over it's motocross for sure yeah so i guess it just kind of depends on my mood i probably don't really enjoy motocross that much mainly because i haven't found too many tracks that suit what i like to do it's not that i don't like to jump i really really love old school gp tracks you need to come out where to they, where it really with follows the terrain of the uh, you know opposed to where they build these like pseudo supercross lips yeah because it's like if i can't see the landing <laughs> dude i ain't going nowhere like i'm crawling over the lip <laughs> like 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 because i i just i grew up racing enduros in the woods and it's not like i don't i like to go fast i love going fast but it's it's the whole going fast and just hitting the lip and just whatever happens like <laughs> hopefully just, hopefully uh, not like the guy that bailed yeah, exactly i don't want to sick nick it you know yeah. it's like, so i that's that but that's i think there's a big nostalgia part for me as well when it comes to woods riding because yeah. of that like that's where my dad and i well grew yeah up i mean that's so. where i grew up i mean i grew up in east texas just kind of riding with my dad and and his friends and we yeah. just kind of screw around in the woods on the logging trails and so i mean wasn't anything crazy but it was yeah well we know fun. we know how you guys would answer because we already got it so bubs you're a motocross guy if you if you chose and then brian you would be more of a woods off roadsy guy eh yeah did you hear that? That was my Canadian coming out in me. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um, ha, hmm. The I'm trying to remember the J Day that it was. There's the really cool river jump, river kind of creek oh. jump. Barnes Way. Barnes yeah. Way. Yeah, yeah. Is that part of y'all's course? And if yeah. it is, so have you guys yeah. jumped it? We do the same course as the as everyone else, as the pros and stuff. You see the way he said that. He's he like, kind of skipped. Dude, he kind of skipped around it. We do. But he it's, said, "You skip around the creek, though." No, you don't. You don't have to. You can jump it if you're, if you're feeling it. If you're feeling it. So, have you ever felt it? Yeah, last year. It's like I felt it straight hit, to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> last year, I hit it one lap and just pegged a tree. Oh. So. You were that guy, and, huh? And if you went over the bridge, if you went over the bridge, it was honestly a little bit faster. So I wasn't. I didn't go for it again. Yeah, after a tree, it probably is a little bit. Now faster. you know why it's not faster for the really fast guys because they carry so much more speed over it that they're just like scrubbing, just gone. Yeah, I can't ridiculous. Scrub. What about you, Brian? Have you jumped it? No. What does your brother said about that? Uh, he says do whatever you want. He knows he doesn't want me uh, giving away the race just to try to hit a hit tree. Down. Man. Don't get a tree like me. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I hate to <laughs> say this. That's, that's a pretty good way to go yeah, about it. Yeah, it's probably good that I say this, but your brother really gives really good advice, uh, Brian. Yeah. 
Not that I didn't think he would, but like you remember the good advice and you can regurgitate it, which is fantastic for such a, a young little lad. Oh, he's got cue cards over there. Yeah, he we does. just can't see the line. Brian's just standing there. No, no, no. John is. Well, cool. Well, guys, uh, again, we're going to have to cut it a little short and end it for this evening. We definitely appreciate you guys coming on. We know you both have a thanks that you would like to give out. We would love for you to have the opportunity to do that. All right. Yeah, Whoever yeah. feels like they want to go first. All right, Bob, I'll hand it to you. All right. Um, big thanks to my dad, Loud Fuel Company. He owns Loud Fuel. My family, Charlie Designs, Cliff Cycles, W, Moto Photo 29 for getting some sick pictures. Sick. Jake Morrison at Wareham MX. And Gardner Race Service for doing up my motors good. And big shout out to Cody Baker for letting me come ride with him and He's always helped me get a little faster because trying to chase him down in the woods. Jeez, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I've not, I, I don't even have that many sponsors like ever, like total. Maybe we should tell him to talk to his sponsors to talk uh, to us. Uh, yeah, I, I need to talk to your guy. <laughs> All right, Brian, hit it up. Um, definitely my parents, the biggest uh, Pilgrim Power Sports, Factory Connection, SCS Graphics for giving me awesome graphics, uh, MSR for the gear. Spectro Oils, Kevin Cycles, and my dad's company, J. Brian Day, and Moto Photo 29 for uh, awesome photos of us. Nice. That's good stuff, guys. We really appreciate you. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys being on the show and taking the time to come out here. Keep ripping it up at J. Day. Keep showing Nick and Zach that they got really good mentors out there. And if nothing else, have fun, right? Thank you for having me. Yep. Absolutely. Thank and, you. Uh, and uh, anytime, you just remember it's a pie full of awesome. Your parents yep. know exactly what that means. It's a, it's a water cup full of awesome. It's a water cup. Pint full of water for you guys. Don't do anything crazy. And if you do, take pictures. Remember, wear a GoPro. All right, guys. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. So we're going to switch it over to the All next right. group. Um, and while we Pretty do awesome that, kids course, too. we love yeah. to say thank you to one of our other sponsors. It's Stillwell Performance. Um, so... Suspension. We all know it's a tricky, tricky lady to call up and to hang out with and to figure out. That lady um, doesn't like me. Exactly. That's why you'd be like, hey, it's still well performance. I gotta pay. It's, it sounds like the same thing. I gotta pay still well performance too. To yeah, just to- like every other Saturday night. Golly. Um, so, but what you can at least do is maybe email them and be like, hey, heard about you guys on Seed Time. I feel like I have some suspension needs that need to be filled. Needs Could you happen. guys help me out with that? And then at least that way, there's some back and forth. So you never know. I mean, they may just be able to give you some good advice with your clickers. See, the, I think sad. that would be the most important thing is I just need I don't even know what I'm doing. You don't even know what I don't you know don't, what to do You don't when know what you're doing or don't need. Yes. Just say, hello, uh, this is my suspension, I guess. So I they, I mean, that's the thing. So the good thing is you go to stillwellperformance.com. You can get in touch with these guys. Be like, hey, we heard about you on seat time. We'd really love to hear about your services that you possibly would, uh, would like to maybe spend money on. Um, with my suspension and uh, and of course what I like is they have the adjustable linkage guard which is pretty much one of the best things needed out there for any any KTM rider um, uh, because when they came out with the 2013s um, and they put the linkage on a lot of the XC bikes it totally came out with a very awkward angle um, and it would oh, catch hit, really bad hit logs and stuff so that bash yeah. guard that adjustable linkage guard is fantastic I bet that is pretty nice yeah especially coming off that that PDS it, yeah wasn't that what it was yeah PDS, PDS was uh, Man, before that. that was the linkage list I loved that yes so that's always good stuff well hey man we've got uh, we've got one kid going on what's up Tanner can you oh. hear Chase maybe I, I don't know Chase are you there 
Yeah, I'm here. I oh. can't see you guys. Chase is here. Well, Don't hey, worry, man, we're ugly. We, we've, we can hear you, and we all know that what you have to say is most important versus how maybe how good looking you are. I don't know. Did you do your makeup? Maybe it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, his device doesn't support group video. Oh, oh what a bitch, man! I All right, well, Chase, happened. for some reason, your device does not support group videos. So we're just going to keep you on audio. Stay on and talk to us, okay, dude? All right. All right. <laughs> and we got Tanner. Tanner, are you hanging out with us? Hmm. Uh, Maybe. Maybe he is. Maybe he looks he's like not. he's not. Tanner. Hello. Can you hear us? <laughs> Should I sing him a song? Can you hear us? Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't think he can. <laughs> All right, well, Chase, while we're figuring this out, what's going on, man? Not much. I'm just chilling. Just hanging out. So you're a J-Day ripper, eh? Yeah. Well, heck yes. Well, um, how long have you been doing uh, J-Days? Uh, this is my second year. Second year? What, what, uh, what class are you in right now? What was that? What class are you in right now? Like, what class are I'm you in? I'm in the B200 class. B200 class. All right. And how are you doing right now in that, that class? I am the current points leader. Current uh, points leader? He's just showing off. Yeah? I see. Absolutely. Uh, Chase, if you have your phone or a way to get in touch with Tanner, let him know that we can't hear him. It, we can see his All video. Right, yeah, well. It's cool. Appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, so you said you got into it last year. How did, th- how did last year go for you with uh, J-Day? I was pretty good. I did the juniors class last year. I uh, I had I missed two races. I mean, it was all right. I finished fifth in the points. That's not nice. bad. That's not bad. I'm so, okay with fifth. So what do you what do you race right now? Like what bike do you race? I have a 2013 KTM 200. Ooh, a 200. Those are fun little bikes. Yes, dude. Oh, KTM's are the K, not only are like, KTM's taking over at J Day, but two strokes seem to be all the rage right now. Two strokes huh? are the rage, man. I think they're coming back. I think oh, as soon sure. as they get a direct injection, they're coming back. You know that I heard from a birdie this weekend that uh, there are actually quite a few manufacturers that have a direct injected two stroke ready to go. They are literally just waiting for the other one to release theirs. Really? Because they that don't want to be... be the first one to release it. Well, that makes no sense. Because if it fails miserably, then they're the ones that failed miserably, and then the other people can come in and... Okay, well, that's fair. But if they did that, they then came they came can... in first, and they come... I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to act like I'm an engineer, because I'm absolutely not. I have no idea, like, direct injected versus what I got going on now, all well, that kind nice, of stuff. The but... nice thing is, is they've got tons of testing in direct injection. I mean, all their all the snowmobiles are direct injection. All that kind of stuff is direct injection, so it's... There's, they've got plenty of plenty of stuff to go off of, so hopefully they'll bring that bike out soon. That'd be nice. Yeah. So uh, the K, the KTM 200 that you're on, uh, what's your favorite thing about that bike? Uh, I like about that you can have the low end, like if you're doing some real tight stuff, and then if you really want to zing it out and get on it, you can you can do that too. It's not like you have both of it. Yeah, I, I rode my 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 buddy's dad's 200 uh, XC, I think it was, and man, that thing ripped. Dude, I, I just I, I just got off the YZ125 that I had, and I got on that thing, and man, that's tons of power, and it and it it almost feels like a 125, except like whenever you get up in the RPM, it just it just has like grunt i don't know I, I really enjoyed that bike that's a really fun bike to have i haven't ridden a t- the only two under i rode was last year at the national enduro in oklahoma city they had like the the ktm demo 
Yeah. And got to ride it, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Well, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like the difference from a 250 to a 300. I mean, it close feels close to the same, but it's a little bit different. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> What kind oh of magic gosh. is happening here? Everything was going so smooth, and then it all just fell apart. It's all right. Let's just let it roll downhill. Yeah, we'll just we'll just wind up at the bottom of the hill and see what happens. Yeah, no worries. We're back. We're kicking it. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. All right. And now I have an echo. Hey, I can hear myself. I heard you, Stephen. Hey, Chase, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, what about Tanner? Are you there? Yeah, but I can't see anything. Yeah, that's okay. We can't see anything can't either, either, so we're right. just going to rock with it. Audio is fine. We want to hear about what you guys have to say, not how beautiful you are. <laughs> well, we were talking with Chase a little bit about the class that he's in, the bike that he rides, stuff like that. So tell us uh, kind of like, you know, age you are, how you got into J-Day, what you're riding, all that kinds of stuff. I'm 15, do juniors, my second year in juniors. Uh, I got into J-Day last year, just people telling me about it. Just trying a different series. Right. What? Uh, so Chase said kind of the same thing. He, this is his second year in it. What brought? Uh, what educated you guys to J-Day? Or, and what were you doing beforehand, before you got into J-Day? Before, I, before in J-Day, I did some motocross races, supermoto. Arena Cross, Supermoto, uh, Netra, GNCC, and now J Day. Man, you were like a two-wheel Jeez, king. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm most most interested in the Supermoto you got going on there. How, how was that? Pretty fun. Had a few crashes. So, do you actually go get like the 16-inch rims and stuff and set your bike up for like street tires and stuff, or do you just kind of? Oh, yeah, I was dual on sport 65. It? I did it. Nice. 65 on a supermoto sounds sounds yeah. sounds safe i don't, I don't oh, yeah, know i don't know if that's safe or not <laughs> what do you think chase would you could you go rock a 65 around a a, a supermoto track uh i probably wouldn't do that but uh <laughs> i used to do a lot of motocross on a 65 and an 85 yeah so do you like uh what do you like more do you like enduro more or moto more Oh, I, I grew up doing both. I grew up doing uh, hair scrambles and motocross, kind of one weekend this, one weekend that kind of deal. Uh, are, are any of you guys tried to go to the, any like the Loretta Lynn's qualifiers to see if you could uh, qualify no, for Loretta No, I didn't Lynn's? get that far. No? Yeah, we were just talking with Bubs, and he said that he's you know kind of like first alternate for uh, Loretta Lynn's for one of his classes, and I was like, dude, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. That's, yeah, that that's pretty not sick. easy to do. <laughs> no. Yeah. So what's the what, – I know, Tanner, you said you're in juniors, and Chase, you said you're in B200, but you were in juniors before. Have you guys ever raced each other? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've duped it out before. What's the difference between, like, B200 and juniors? Is it, like, a smaller bike or what? Juniors, there's a bunch of different age abilities from C to A, and oh, okay. B is strictly B. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. So it's kind of like a sportsman's class almost, but junior. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So you guys said that you duked it out a little bit back in the day. Tell us about that. Yeah, we've we've had our moments together. Yeah, you guys were rubbing elbows, trading paint. Yeah. Ha- has anyone taken each other out? 
y'all y'all Team. taking each other's front tire out Team is 2004 or not 2014 last year <laughs> track. Battle yes what uh what's your favorite j-day track we're, we're I, I have trouble keeping up with all the names even though i really enjoy them especially the jolly roger but uh what is your favorite j-day track and why Mine was the State Line J-Day a few weeks ago. Nice. What was so good about it? Fast, wide open, and it was a hometown track. Did they have uh, Did they have any enduro cross or uh, extreme sections? They had a big uphill and a big downhill. Oh, easy Pretty enough. bumpy and Nice. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, what do you guys? I was wondering here because so the junior class and then the B two hundred. We asked Nick and Zach, our eight year old and our ten year old, kind of what do they think it would take for them to kind of one day be on the top step, you know, of the J day podium, if you will, in the pro class. What do you guys think it would take for y'all to to make it to the top of the ranks? I Chase, think you just, go first. I did. I think just working hard and I don't know just putting effort in riding more going to more difficult places trying to work your technical places do you think this is something that you would like to do as a profession or do you think this is more like a more like a hobby for you or do you do you think you could uh, actually I would definitely take this as a profession yeah I wouldn't I mean it's a hobby for me right now but I, I would definitely take this up as a profession right now. You gotta, you gotta be like serious to be professional now. These guys are like, yeah, there's a lot these of guys are like running like ten miles like an hour, every hour. Well, what about you, Tanner? Oh yeah, I definitely like to take this up as a profession. Definitely be a, beats like riding or something. Yeah, it'd be a lot of work though, eh? Yeah, definitely a lot of work. What um, if there was. This is something I haven't asked anybody before, and I just thought of it. If there was one thing that you would change about J-Day, what would it be? I don't even know. It's pretty pretty good right now. Love it the way it is. Nice. That's a good answer. Yeah, same with me. Huh. Do you guys have so, dead engine or live engine starts? Dead. Dead engine. Oh, nice, man. I, I hate those. Well, get over it. Well, I used to have my old KTM used to be the button only for the start, mm. and it didn't work. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like well, somebody like, push me? Dude, for real, I had to talk. I, I think I was racing Toro one year, and I had to talk them into me with the starting completely backwards and just live engine. And whenever they like did the start or whatever, I just had to turn around ninety or 180 degrees and go. That sounds pretty horrible. Well, I'm not gonna lie. It sounds horrible. We did that one time for a sportsman class. Start really? Just all started backwards. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Some of these series do like the, the things where you somebody has to hold your bike, and you have to like run to your bike and get to it, and then start it. I think I think stuff like that would be a good good change to some of these series. I, I like these different different kinds of starts. Um, I noticed Tanner with Netra. That's a lot of the enduro series that go on up north. Is that correct? Yeah, that's. Pretty rough tracks, old tracks, rocky, rudy, ruddy, muddy, about everything. Yeah, is that, um, so what have you been doing more? More racing cross country or more enduro type racing? More cross country. I did all the GNCCs two years ago, and now I'm doing all J Days. 
Nice. And uh, so far, which series was more fun, going all the GNCCs or going all the J-Days? J-Days, the tracks are fun, but the GNCCs, just traveling out everywhere, those are pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. There's something to well, that. Like. It's a it's a big event, GNC season. Yeah, so it's it's just fun. It's pretty nice. I was even though I knew it was big, like going to the Big Buck, because I've been to Loretta Lynn's a couple of times, but that's been the only GNCC. Then going to Big Buck, I was like, whoa. See, and I, like, I've never I've never massive. been to anything like that. I, I did a I did a Torx race. And it was intermingled with works mm-hmm. whenever they did it out in yeah. South Texas or something. That was, that was and there was a lot of people there, but I mean, not anything like I would imagine all these big GNCCs and stuff to be like. Yeah, no, not, nope, nope, no, for show. Sure. Or like Loretta's. I've seen some aerial views of Loretta's, and those are intense. Um, well, uh, do you got how many classes do you guys get to race? Or how many races do you guys have like on a day? Do you guys just have your two motos, or do you get to do a bunch of different classes um, so that you can get more than just two motos in in a day? I usually will do one class, but sometimes if I'm feeling like I'm ready to do four four motos, I'll just do two classes then. How long are y'all's races? Half hour. Every moto. Yeah, because they do the, the two min, two motos, three, two thirty-minute moto format. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Everything I keep hearing about this series is awesome. I, I would love. I mean, to even the cool, like even the kids here. are cool. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, they're all right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Chase and Tanner, we <laughs> gave uh, the mic, if you will, to Bubs and Brian, and said, "Okay, you guys are now the hosts of Seat Time, um, and you get to ask us questions." Um, we let's just do it for you guys too. Let's just see what happens. Uh, so you guys can ask us any questions that you want to. I would say that has to do with off road, but honestly, I why would I want to pigeonhole you like that? Yeah, ask anything. Chase, you're first. Um, what would be your? I don't know. What what's your favorite band? What's my favorite Ooh, band? Man, that is a really good question because I was not thinking about that. At all. No, I know. I totally thought it was going to be Moto. Um, even though I feel that they have become a little bit more mainstream, my favorite band is still Rise Against. Um, I, when the, the RPMs, oh, God, I'm totally spacing now. I'm going to put it on the spot, man. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Uh, Revolutions Per Minute. The the first uh, when that when that album came out and I found out about that album I mean I just totally bought in and I was sold I was just everything all the raw uh, sounds of punk that just I felt had just completely disappeared um, and that was when I found out about them was Revolutions Per Minute um, and uh, but yeah they they've as they've continued on they've become a little bit more mainstream I'd say a lot more mainstream but they're just uh, they just still hold a really special place for me I mean those guys are phenomenal musicians and just i love love their music my, so my favorite band it's definitely rage against the machine yeah that's a good one. i don't think anything can possibly compare to rage against the machine especially live was so good the 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 singer what's his name uh i can't roach? remember his name something the roach de la roach uh, i don't know, I don't know. I have, really have good. you keep talking i, I never i never saw i never saw them live i did see audio slave live which is basically the same thing just with uh chris cornell chris cornell yeah i saw them at Lollapalooza, and that was really fun but i think yeah rage against machine for sure for sure uh so uh, who who asked who asked that question i don't i did well, I can't. I can't see you. <laughs> so, is that who, Chase? Who, yeah. 
So, uh, how did we do? What do you think? Bad choices? Good choices? That, that was, that was, those are some good choices. Well, what about yours? Yeah, and yourself? Um, my favorite band is probably Five Freaking Death Punch. Whoa! Dang! Steven, oh, man, Steven just good. high-fived himself over here. <laughs> <laughs> Steven doesn't get in front of the camera that often. He, he chooses not to, but, uh, yeah, if... He's got a beard that's down past the, the collar of his shirt and hair that will definitely rock in a mosh pit. So, <laughs> I wish I could grow like an awesome beard like that. I'm not going to lie. It looks terrible when I do it. Oh, I thought you were about to terrible. tell Steven it looks terrible. No. No, it looks terrible when I do it. I hear a lot of that. I'll never tell you that. I never. Well, all right. What else? You guys got any other barn burners? I, I got a question. Let's do it. Let it rip. Between, would you or would you rather ride a CR500 or a CRF450? I was just CR talking 500. about this the other day. CR500. Because seriously, if I'm gonna try, okay, now you guys are a little bit older, so I might. I hopefully the younger kids are asleep. If I'm gonna have my balls ripped off by a motorcycle, it better be a C- by a, a CR500 because. Yeah. Dude, that thing, uh, that's, that's a raped ape. Like, see which which one was it? The KX five hundred or the CR five hundred that had the power valve? I think it was this. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to I'd ride the five hundred. I just I'd take CC. the five hundred, but I yeah. want it in a modern chassis. That and I, I want, want oh like chassis. one of the aluminum frame. Yeah, yeah. Although I've nice. heard they there's, rattle a whole one, bunch. Uh, there's a the Ishmaels. Cameron Ishmaels' dad built one. Really? They have one of the KX KXF. 450As or whatever they call it. The AF. Uh, the AF, AF, the service Honda? Yeah. Uh, well, no, they've got the the, the, the Kawasaki stuff. Oh, well, same thing. I think it's pretty yeah. the same people. That would be, that's, pretty, that, that's a good question. I like that, man. But and what, would, we, would we be same era? Like, do you think that we would like, that we would try to find like, the oldest 450 and then the newest 500 we could find? Like, kind of like to get them close in... Like, hot era? Yeah, about the oldest 450 and the newest 500. If it's if it's between that, jeez, I don't know. Kind of, I, I kind of just want to go with the 500 just because it'd be more cool. Just because. And the five, the yeah. the old 450, I'm gonna blow up quick. <laughs> you obviously ride a lot harder than I do. I have, I've blown up only one bike, and that was because somebody drained out my radiator fluid. Oh, that's not good. Did you leave the bolt off? Hey, let's not say... I didn't say who, I just said somebody. Somebody. See what happened was... Somebody. Oh. <laughs> somebody is... But yeah, man, uh, I, I think that'd be fun. I, I don't know about the old the old 450s, though. I mean, those those were not that good. But... What about you now? Hard to say. I'd, I'd, I'd like to ride a CR500, but I don't think I could start it. Yeah, that's a really good point. It, how about this? There's these two bikes, and if you can start either of them, you can ride it. Because <laughs> it's like, if you get on one of those old-ass 400 before they had the decompression oh, cam God. built into it. Ride it for 15 Ooh. minutes and then turn it off and then start it. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Jeez. I went to the hospital and had to get uh, like three or four stitches put in the back of my knee because uh, uh, the Yamaha, the 400, like when it was just the 400, yeah. it trying to kick that thing and not, not following the... The, the sequence perfect yeah. and all the compression just kicked that thing back and it punched Jeez. a hole in the back of my knee 
That's impressive. And I had to go to the hospital to get it. That was stupid. Oh, 450 <laughs> AF. What, what, do you, what, do you tell, what do you tell people whenever you go to the emergency room and you have a... A hole in the back of your leg? <laughs> like, uh, I, I was trying really, to shoot a squirrel and I, I got didn't really hit. crash, oh, see, but I, I started my bike and I, it, it broke me. Nice. All right, guys. Well, tell us, tell us some cool, some other cool stuff about you guys as we start to wrap it up here. Who's cooler? Let's answer. Let's ask that question. I definitely am cooler than Tanner. <laughs> Chase, right? Chase thinks he's cooler. That why left you in Florida? Huh? I didn't hear that at all. What was that? Is that why I almost left you in Florida at the Jade? Oh, boom! Boom. Dude, Dude, I was, like, blacked out. Remember that? <laughs> no, because I was ahead of you. <laughs> of course I don't remember that. I was beating your ass. Yeah, well, I got crossed up what? behind a lapper, and I hit the ground, and I blacked out for a little while. Oh. I'm, I'm not laughing at you, a... but he did say he almost lapped you. <laughs> but I did win the B200 class down there, so. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys. Well, um. Who do you look up to the most of all the J-Day Rippers up there? Uh, Jason Connell. He helps me out so much. I just love that guy. I know you the can't see me man. right now, but do you think I'm better looking than he is? I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to. I don't know. <laughs> I know we I can't see you right now, but just, I don't know. just smile and nod. really good buddies with Jason, so. Yep. <laughs> what was even better is he's not really good buddies with me, but he's saying I don't know. So let's, just, let's just leave it at that. Uh, Tanner, what about you? Who's one of your uh, one of your favorite uh, JD Rippers up there? It's a tie between Johnny Gerard and Kyle Hangos. I like the way you guys talk. I just want you guys to like read me a story at night when I go to sleep, so I can hear your accent over and over and over again, and like the no homo way too, like. Not like weird Greek. Well, I don't know. You just said you wanted a bedtime story. So. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a good bedtime story right. every now and again. Okay. I think that's what we need to start next is like the J-Day off-road bedtime story. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Sure. All right. Chase, tell us, uh, tell us who you'd like to thank as we start to wrap it up here for a little bit. Uh, I want to thank uh, Motorsports Nation, Garnet Boots, Twin Air, Leah Brace. USWE Hydration, um, Smith Optics, Brooks Hamilton for KTM, Moto Photo 29 for some awesome picks. Uh, my mom, she's always been taking awesome picks. Uh, my dad doing everything possible with my bikes. Uh, Jason Connell helping me out, getting faster, always there, helping me there. And J Day Off Road just for putting on a family fun series. I mean, if you guys ever come to one of these, you're, you'll get so much love from these families. It's just awesome. Yeah, man, that's the that's the awesome part about motorcycles is, man, really anywhere you go, if if they're motorcycle people, I mean, it doesn't even have to be dirt bike people. I mean, you go, you could, you pull up in a with in the with a dirt bike in the back of your truck. There's a guy with a cruiser standing over there, man. He'd be your new best friend for five minutes. I like friends. Good friends are good. Yeah, I definitely want to make it to a J Day, man. It, was, oh, it yeah. looks like such a fantastic that, event. That would be epic. I would love to make something like that. I just the yeah. wide trails and uh, it just it sounds good. The dirt's good. Everything's good. Jealous. What about you, Tanner? Um, I'd like to thank my parents, uh, Todd and Crystal. 
<laughs> uh, Vanus Mountain Power Sports, wide open. Manicant, Joshua JK's heating and air conditioning. Performance Auto, Auto Body, uh, HNB Incorporated, Parker MX, Tomahannock Bicycle, Moto Photo 29, Elaine and Tori Desmond for taking awesome pictures of J-Days, making them look fast. Nice. That's like about it. it. I like it. Well, we've got Nick Ferringer is typing us a message currently, and it's probably going to say, I'm going to sleep. You guys are crazy. Ah. No, but seriously, we really, really appreciate it. Um, it's been great having all the J-Day guys on. Um, if uh, if what I would like to do is get Tara to uh, to hopefully get some, a picture of all you guys so, so we could uh, share it on the Seat Time page um, and use cool. it for this uh, episode as we post it. It'll be a little late after the fact, but that's okay. We'll be able to put it up there of all you guys. Um, but I really appreciate you guys taking the time and coming on the show. And if nothing else, you know, keep us educated on what happens at J-Day. Um, we get to talk about the series more when we learn more about it. Um, it's really easy, obviously, with social media to follow that and to kind of talk to John. But if you guys are more proactive at reaching out to us and shooting us messages or posting on the Facebook wall, using Twitter or whatever, uh, that yeah, way we'll, we'll know uh, how you guys did. We can retweet that stuff and get all that information out to everybody. Yeah, well, just give me a follow on Instagram, uh, KTMKid68. There you go. Boom. Done. Just throwing it out there. Ladies, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Get you some. Yeah. <laughs> Direct message me. A man of my own heart. <laughs> A ripper, a ripper of my own <laughs> Hopefully they don't rip it. <laughs> All right, guys, we really appreciate it. You guys have a good night, and we'll chat soon. All right, yeah, Thank you. you too. Bye, guys. Peace. All right, well, let's get Mr. Nick Ferringer up here. All right. He says he's ready. Well, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, this weekend, I think, is round four of the OMAs. I saw that Jason Thomas is getting ready to head out there and go do some of that bad stuff. It'll be fun for him. Oh, hello. Mr. Farringer. What's up? Is your video there? Oh, yes. You all turned right. Out. Oh, there we go. Yo, you look good. You look what good, up? bro. We just got done talking to all the J.D. Rippers, so if I feel like if I have like a Massachusetts accent, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 it sounded. Okay. Are you gonna stop pronouncing your R's for the rest yeah, of this interview? Yeah, rip us. Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? <laughs> well, as we like to do, uh, how's the evening going, man? Uh, it's going good. Not a lot going on here. Just been uh, kind of recovering from the race and dealing with my busted, I busted a toe pretty bad. I've been playing doctor all day. Uh oh. It's better than playing nurse, I guess, right? Mm. Uh, can Ew! I can see your band aid. Oh man, that's a that's a scar on another toe. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hi! I like it. I like it. Is that a last man standing bib in the background? Yeah, it is. Nice. You know, nice. Uh, we were. I was just riding out at Munster this past weekend. Ooh, at, what at, else? at Red River, where that was held. And I was thinking about it, but I didn't go. Yeah, that's a fun place, and that was a horrible race. And you're welcome because I helped put some of that together. <laughs> How many Which, years did you ride that thing? Just one. Just one. one. That was all you needed, huh? I want to go back. I wish I'd do it again. What year did you race it? 2007. Oh, so that, was that was the first, first year, year right? Or wait, mm, I think it was 2006. Yeah, it's 2006. Yeah, that was the first year. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was 2008. 
I think it was 2008. Whichever was the last year was the year that literally one person finished. <laughs> like, they had last man, man standing. It, it got so bad that I think the last year I ended up just leaving. Because I think there was like two people or three people out there that just started the night race. And I was like, oh, I can't do yeah, it. I that can't, was I can't even year. see anything. Um, so, Michigan, the loose moose enduro. You got on the podium. And with that podium, you took over the points um, over Charlie Mullins. Uh, Timing-wise, with the, the way that the, the rest of the nepg schedule is going to work out probably we're not going to be able to see him back um so you're you're kind of in the points chase now for the championship what do you think about that um i mean it's a good place to be but obviously i haven't won a race yet this year and that is my number one goal right now is to right well number one goal is the championship but it's not going to feel right unless i at least win some races well i got to win as one as long as you keep the lead <laughs> um so third this past weekend um and it looked like you probably would have had a better shot at first or second if you hadn't have got 10th in the first test you've always kind of had issues i think anyway that that's like you're you always seem to have issues kind of like getting up to speed in the first test a little bit yeah was this typical or was there just something else that happened in that first test there was honestly a lot going on but uh you know, it's something I just need to work through. Uh, like I said, there with my foot, I I busted my toe open pretty bad, like like hot dog in a microwave too long. Uh, Friday, <laughs> Friday uh, test ride in the bikes, and uh, it was not a good test ride either. It turned out to be like a thirty mile sadistic trail ride, which was fun, but not not a good test scenario. So I beat myself up and. Uh, race day morning the bike still wasn't quite dialed in and i was being a little cautious on the foot and uh, it was raining the opening section was real covered in foliage um i don't know how some of the guys went as fast as they did but i just wasn't up to it at that time <laughs> so <laughs> it happens it happens well um yeah. we're in texas you know and the press releases only do such a good job i think of it kind of explaining how the race went um and how the tests broke down so i mean it, in short words, I think, is there a way that you could kind of explain? Mean, it sounds like the terrain was epic and the race conditions were good, but could you kind of break down the test for us a little bit so we have an idea of how all six tests went for, I guess, all the racers, like with the terrain and such? Yeah, I'll do my best. And uh, if I. If memory mix, serves. <laughs> if, I mix, if I mix it up, I'm pretty good at that, so don't hold me to it. But. Uh, Sorry, right, we weren't so there. We won't know your line. The, the, the first section was about eight miles long. Uh, we started out right out of the pits, and it was some pretty twisty stuff through the pine trees. Of course, the dirt up there is it is awesome. I mean, it's yeah. it's anywhere from sand to a black dirt loamy mix. Uh, that, that first section was mostly sand with a little black dirt, and it was raining, so it was you know the ground was kind of that that loamy firm sand that you can just shred in. And uh, I I felt good, but uh, when we got to a certain point in the trail, it got real green and. And uh, I kind of fell apart there, but uh, second section was 10 miles long. There's a lot of faster stuff with some uh, good wooded kind of hills and ridges for as flat as it looks up there. They wind you around a lot, but when you get to some some ups and downs, it's fun. I mean, you can throw the bike around and really push. So uh, that unfortunately, there was a section where the, the trail markings must have fell down or somebody crashed into them because they ended up having to throw it out because a bunch of guys got lost. Okay, so, yes, yeah, so we had somebody in the chat room actually asking us, you know, why that test was thrown out. So it was just because of the fact that a lot of people got lost? Yeah, and I'll break that down for you. There was 
a family enduro. Like, so, you know, dad can bring the kids out and do do an enduro kind of lower key situation. The track went straight through this kind of sandy plains area. So there's a pretty pounded in track. They ran us halfway down that and cut a hard right. And the marking to turn right went down. So a lot of guys went straight and looped into another section that we weren't supposed to be in. Oh. Uh, I saw the turn made it, a lot of the other pros, and just a lot of people in general didn't make it. So they uh, they felt they needed to throw it out, which was unfortunate for me because I made it and some guys I was competing against didn't. But right. uh, I guess that was the, the fair thing to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, so so, I've been lost before and, and lost a race because of it, but <laughs> didn't get thrown out. But uh, I'm not going to go down that path right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you got all these different like test sections and stuff. Like, what uh, were there any any parts of it that were like necessarily like hard for you, or or was there like a, a more fun section for you, or? Yeah, uh, the race pretty much all blended together, like sections one through three. Uh, section four, I talked to Nick Zambon, the guy that kind of runs the show up there. He was real proud of it. It was real all fresh, new trail, twisty, went up onto some big moon rocks. So you're railing through sand, and all of a sudden you're skating sideways on real slick rock. It looks like a literally just a big chunk of rock landed in the sand from outer space. It's, it's out of this world. Um, so that was a little treacherous, but once I got my feet wet, sections five and six got exponentially harder. Uh, the, the the fifth was was pretty cool uh, flowy sand stuff and then more rock features actually bottlenecks of guys just lined up trying to get up and over these big rocks and uh, I was uh, I was having fun with that mixing it up between shredding and then doing some trial stuff and then the last section was full on uh, black dirt mountainous rocky gnar uh, <laughs> you, you don't you don't expect to see a, a mountain in Michigan but they call it the mountain. Uh, it was wet, black slime and, and rock features that trailers wound all up and down. It was it was treacherous and fun. A lot of guys commented, we haven't ridden anything that hard in a race in, uh, in years. And it was welcome to me because I like that stuff. Right. It, would, would you say, uh, Concho, a lot of people have talked that that's a pretty tough race too. Maybe not tough, but it's just so different. Would, would this semi compare on toughness level or is this just like a whole nother level from Concho? Concho is technical in that you've got to be smart with your lines, uh, and and so as you know the same with Michigan. But I guess the main difference is traction. Mm. At the Concho, yeah, there's a technical aspect, but your tires stick to everything. If you can be smart, you can get through it. Uh, this this hill in Michigan, it was just black slime. I'm sure there's guys that probably couldn't get up some of the things if it wasn't limited to just like a riders and pros. Right. It's still still be pulling people out of there today <laughs> <laughs> wow so you don't you now i'm i'm just a, a fan here now you do you get to ride the track you, you don't get to practice or anything you just show up right and get to race. no that's right and actually uh we used to go out and walk and look at parts of the t- uh the r- tests and race beforehand but as it turns out somewhere deep in the archives there's a rule against that so we all grouped together and said, hey, you know, we're going to start abiding by this rule and no peeking, show up, see it when the, when the checkered, when the green flag flies. So, See, the interesting know. part about that to me is the you don't really get a, a good testing platform to kind of test your tires and, and, and your suspension out and that kind of stuff. How do you, how do you deal with that? 
or do you just kind of run a base setting for the majority of the races i mean experience on going to the different venues really helps and then having a good test area near the race site but honestly i could go into just about any race if i ride the bike at home and if it works at home and i know what i'm getting into i'll feel all right going to the race you know sight unseen and, and running it i mean i've got a pretty good idea on what kind of tire i'll run and uh you know, honestly, the name of the game is reading trail and uh, adapting to the train as it comes at you, and that's part of the challenge I really like. Yeah. How is now that you guys have, have all started to follow that rule? Has it felt like things have changed any because of that, or does it does it seem like it really hasn't affected things too much in the whole mix up? I think of the way things have worked out. I think the only thing it has affected is what I do on Saturday. I mean, I used to a lot for the time I'd spend walking or bicycling or whatever, and now I just go do something else. Uh, it's it's good because I'm not riding in anticipation of something I had seen while walking. I just ride the whole thing, you know, as a as a trail reading experience. Which for me, pre riding, it it if anything caused a lot of second guessing. So I like it. Right. No, for sure. Um, so, I wanted to know, has there been anything this year, National Enduro-wise, that's really kind of, uh, I guess, not felt right or been something that you would have disagreed with? Uh, and I guess I wouldn't say that we're looking for dirt. It's just like, we don't get to go to all these races. You know, we were asking the J-Day guys, a lot of people are like, man, J-Day is awesome, J-Day is awesome, which we think it is. We've never been to one, but it looks great. But we're like, what's one thing you would change? I guess, like, maybe is there something that you would change that the National Enduro might be doing wrong or that just doesn't feel right? Uh, it's funny you ask that because actually today I was talking with Ted, uh, the guy that kind of runs the show for our racing program at Air Group. There's actually a long list of things I'd kind of like to uh, help improve with the series because okay. the NEPG was formed maybe five, six years ago, and they've done an excellent job of really bringing in life into the enduros and it's risen to a point where it's it's a pretty serious professional level off-road series but it's still an amateur event when you look at the technical it's not an ama pro racing series of course neither is gncc but regardless there's just some things i'd like to kind of tune up because it's it's not traditional enduro racing anymore and you can't run it or score it like a traditional enduro and and there's nothing that the guys are doing bad over there because they do a good job but I think, you know, I think it's time to shift gears and maybe step it up another notch and and bring it into the limelight with some uh, fresh bells and whistles, if you will. <laughs> okay. Well, I would. What What do you think would be a couple? If you had like top three things that would that you think would be to help bring it into that limelight, the bells and the whistles. Do you have any kind of examples that would be you know beneficial uh, for us to think about? I mean, just some of the ones that are fresh in my head. Maybe not the the biggest to actually take the series a step forward in the public side but what would be important for the racers is a uh, course marking and just universal uh track like you know having markings for every course be the same and then more consistent and and foolproof so that there's not issues with uh, going off course or or any question on on any of that or on lines or anything because you know you go to a, an isde or a you know races around the world i mean i know they pretty much banner the whole thing and that's about impossible but yeah. it'd be awesome to see a, you know and it would take a lot of resources but it'd be great to see better markings uh, another thing of uh, you know exposure is tough but i think just kind of raising the media presence and having 
having more access to the public and the, and the PR stuff would be great. See, um, see, that's what I was thinking is it needs more it needs more media because, I mean, for me to be able to just go get online and try and find information about these series is just it's kind of hard because I just I go to the website and really that's that's all there is yeah. I mean I don't like for the GNCC yeah, they gonna... have that live and that kind of stuff and they obviously don't have National Enduro live but I think yeah, yeah the media is a is a is a big thing and I don't know if it's if it needs forums or if it needs if it needs a uh, just a small five minute show or, or or I don't know what it needs but I think yeah media is a is a definitely a big deal yeah, and, and we could do some things to step it up, but the tough part is, you know, you can't score a section until the last rider's gone through, and technically the check doesn't close for an hour after that. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't finalize one check until the, the lead rider's already been through three or four checks. So it's going to be a strung out thing when you're looking at live timing. But regardless, you know, and the guys that are covering it, they're they're stepping up their game, and there's some new new enthusiastic guys on the scene that have been stepping it up which is great but there's always more and then uh you know one thing on my mind after talking to guys from other countries and around the country that don't follow enduro so close you look at a score like our score from this last weekend was something around 20 minutes 20 some minutes and it's like we raced for three and a half hours maybe and a lot of people might not realize that they think we raced for 20 minutes and yeah it's just little things like that where when you look at the old school enduro rules that's where you know that's where a lot of these quirks come from but if we look at it as what we're look at it for what we're doing and, and represent it as a as a as the new sport a little better i think it'd be great for everybody i think that's another thing that needs that that needs to be, not change but but i, I don't know like <clears throat> i don't understand enduros and <laughs> I, I, well the good <laughs> thing is enduros have changed a lot there were a lot of people like Right now, I could easily explain Enduros to you in five minutes. Yeah. You know, where six years ago with a timekeeping Enduro, to try to explain to you a timekeeping Enduro, we would have gone back and forth so many times. We would have had to have had at least two, six, we would have had a 12 pack of beer. Like, uh, it would have been. I don't know. I, a, one big, of, a big endeavor. One if of you my will. friends <laughs> went and rode one, and he was like, Yeah, you have to go, but you can't go. You got you to gotta keep up with your time. You can't show up early and you can't show up late. And I'm like, Huh? Yeah. What are you talking and about? I just got to go is, fast. Is that's, the, though, though they still exist, they do not in Texas. Tech, the TSEC circuit is all National Enduro format, which is what yeah. Nick Ferringer now runs with the National Enduro format. So it's it's more like golf. The lower the score, you're better. So if you only come, say you go through six sections and you're five minutes late through each section, you only get 30, 30 minutes as your score. You know, And that's what he's saying is then it looks like you're only racing 30 minutes, maybe, you yeah. know, to some people because they don't realize it's scored like golf, that it's a 30 minutes was what they lost, not 30 minutes is what they've only gained. So, see, I, see, I don't know that. <laughs> right. So, it, it's kind of interesting. It was it, one of the things that I've always wondered. Um, you were talking about course markings. I think that's a great point. And what I was ta- what I take from that is I remember when my dad, um, with the Arkansas Dirt Riders, when they put on the national in Arkansas, uh, obviously it was a shit show, and not part of it was absolutely their fault, uh, all that kinds of stuff. But I remember him telling me that they did all this work and then Alan Rant and his NEPG group guys come out two or three days beforehand and they ride the trail and they're like, all right, you guys need to go make these changes uh, if those changes need to be made. So then the club goes out and makes all these changes and I'm just kind of like, well, wait a minute, this is their series. I was like, this doesn't really make sense to me, but 
they don't know the property. So it makes a lot of sense that the club is doing a lot of the work, but that it just seemed it seemed like a weird partnership because um, they I would imagine that NEPG would want tons more control over what they're putting people on. Um, so maybe there's, in the sense of the course markings need to be maybe more same or consistent across different events, there needs to be much, maybe an NEPG guy on site, like that maybe like the last two weeks leading up to these, like hands on, you know, getting these markings done correctly and, and really, I guess maybe wrapping it up, opposed to just going out the Thursday before and kind of being like, all right, guys, thumbs up. I mean, does, you, yeah. think, you think something like that might help a little in that area? Yeah, because, I mean, one of the great things about Enduro, when you have each individual club laying out the course, is you get that club's representation of how you, how they ride their terrain. So they lay out a course as they would like to ride their terrain, which is which is cool. Um, sometimes I might not jive with it, but that's, that's what they do down there wherever we're at, so that's cool. But having, you know, a representative from the NEPG that would go around and say, all right, that's, how, that's what you want to do, cool, but this is how I need to mark it. You know, this is how we do this kind of turn when you have this kind of intersection. You know, we don't want guys going down that road. That goes to some cow pasture. We need to, you know, yeah, put a put a barrier here and, and you know, some W's, wrong way arrows, whatever. You know, make it so that every race you go to, we can all read it and we know what we're getting getting it. You know, yeah. so we can follow the trail. <laughs> well, it's funny because growing up in Louisiana, raced the Sarah Circuit, the Southern Enduro Racers Association. Um, and my dad, when he was teaching me how to arrow, is always whenever you have a pre-turn, um, you know, one. So the top arrow points down, essentially slow down, and then the next arrow, which would be point left or right, which is telling you slow down because there's a left or right coming up, not immediately, but somewhere in the future. So I was my whole life grew up getting used to these pre-turns, and I moved to Texas, and there is no such thing as I mean that just does not exist. Um, and I think that that's a I think pre that pre-turn idea is a good idea um, because of the fact that you really don't know where or when things are but if you have like oh in the next hundred yards there could possibly be this turn I don't know so things like that might might help as well I don't know maybe I'm just retarded I don't know. yeah no I mean that's that's the name of the game is consistency so we can have fair safe racing yeah uh, it's funny too you mentioned the uh, you were talking about the media presence, and then we kind of talking about so the fact that the race isn't over for so long because of the fact that they have to wait until X amount of tests um, or you know an hour past these events. I'm wondering, could they force, um, you know, say these double A, these pro classes and these expert double A classes, like have to be between row 20 and 60. Like if you want to be in that class. You have to be in these rows. Not like you have to sign up to get one of these rows, but they're just like these are the last spots to get filled. So that way, obviously it would be great if all the A guys could fit in there too, but then you're jamming a bunch of fast guys. So some guys might want to run before that and after that. But then that way they know once row 60 goes through, at least after that, an hour after that, then they could at least have you know, the double A or the pro guys, those scores done so it could – you know the top guys could be scored a little bit quicker, so at least word could get out. Yeah, yeah, and, and essentially they're already doing that. And there's actually a, a number of people that tabulate the scores, kind of roughly off to as, the side. Come in, <laughs> that, um, what was that? Like off to the side, <laughs> just like yeah, no, exactly. And and they'll, you know, when we come out of a section 15 minutes later, we we already kind of know 
how the section went and then roughly kind of how the the day's adding up but it's it's not a uh, obviously official until it's official so it's you know but then again so is gncc live feed they say it's unofficial live timing and yep and and they're doing the best they can to make that information available but a lot of times we're in the middle of nowhere where there is no cell service or data or anything so um that's that's just a natural cha- challenge the same reason why you can't have camera crews capturing the whole thing because you just can't get to it yeah so <laughs> no yeah you're absolutely right i mean it's hard enough uh having now been able to to kind of help out and and being a, a co-guest a, co- a guest speaker i guess or what a guest host with the <laughs> webcast over there um it's it's nuts watching the chat room how many people bitch and complain about the webcasts and i'm like dude you're how can you complain watching about the webcast i was like how I can you yeah like what the hell I don't know. so it would be absolutely nuts to try to do anything like that for an enduro but yeah and, and that's not my priorities you know of suggestions that's just what oh, kind of yeah. comes to mind oh yeah i understand literally, literally i sat down today with the rule book after having some you know i was a little disgruntled after the last couple events and the way things have unfolded and it's like look maybe we can get everybody's input that races and, and all the team managers and and look at some of the rules of the old school enduro and what we're doing now and kind of formulate a new a new rule book so that we can make the most out of the way we're competing and, and make everybody happy and, and build it more so i like it well that's cool i'm glad that you're thinking about that because i think a lot of people might just take it for granted one or two just bitch and complain well, about it and not I'm glad that he's I'm glad that he's open about it yeah and not afraid to to say what he thinks well i think it's good you want to have the best series possible right nick yeah i mean this is a series i want to do professionally and, and i am doing and it's it's a struggle right now and, right and like like you know i just acquired the, the points lead and and i would love to keep it and win the championship and in doing so continue to ride the series but i'd like to see it grow so i could potentially you know make a little more of myself doing it and and kind of contribute to the sport and uh, like i said the guys that are running it now have brought it a long ways but uh it always helps to think outside the box and if i can be constructive and help them then uh, by all means i want to try and do it absolutely so I like uh, you did you did a gncc or a couple gnccs this year didn't you just did snowshoe right just did yeah, that was the only one I entered this year, and I actually didn't finish it. Yeah, <laughs> I saw you riding the rocks, though, at the beginning. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, I actually uh, crashed in a flower on a handrail in front of the uh, in front of the resort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were, like, trying to balance on some rocks, right? Like, ride the rocks that were, like, up next to the stairs? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. That's what the cool and, uh, kids that- do. That yeah, I nobody else tried it. I crashed. Um, what anything for the fans? There you go. <laughs> so what what do you like more? Do you like National Enduro kind of setup more, or do you like a GNCC hair scramble kind of deal more? Uh, definitely Enduro. I mean, there's a reason why I do Enduro full time, and you yeah. rarely see me at a GNCC. Um, it's that's just that's, that's that's what I like. I like fresh single track and reading trail. Uh, GNCCs get pretty rough, and uh, it's just a totally different game. Yeah, it is. Now, I, th- I think the hardest part for me uh, during enduros would be the, the trying to follow the trail, because it's, me it's, me it's an art trying to follow the speed. arrows. I mean, I didn't grow up doing that. I grew up just okay. Well, there's a trail here. It's been burned in for the past four hours. People riding it, so 
trying to follow arrows I think would be really hard for me especially since I'm half blind so I think I think that'd be kind of uh, kind of crazy to do well my friend James Hill is like I think more than half blind and he's figured it out yeah, well yeah. so if James Hill can do it Kevin I, can I got it a out. shot <laughs> second to last here I come well what's next man what's going on what's uh, what's on the schedule for you are you gonna be at the next LMA yeah, yeah. Uh, here this weekend in uh, Linville, Indiana, we've got an OMA, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then we got a couple week break before the Pennsylvania National Enduro. So uh, I guess that's probably about one of the biggest breaks we get here is two weekends off after the OMA. <laughs> yeah, that's true because you guys are kind of on it. You guys go the the one that the 27th, and then you have another one in August, and then it keeps going into September, and that's kind of where it ends. Man, that's gonna be yeah, hard for you yeah. Guys. I think. It, it could be, but, uh, you know, I'll be ready for it. <laughs> hot. Does it, does it get hot up there? Babe, I think July could be hot anywhere. Uh, and then August is going to be um, Colorado, so that won't be too bad. I know that's Colorado because I'm missing it. I can't go to Colorado because it's the weekend of my son's second birthday, and my wife is adamant, extremely adamant, that you cannot miss, like, an exact date birthday <laughs> and I'm like but if we Bring just have up. yeah like why can't we go to Colorado as a family for this race and do it there oh no 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 because then my parents won't be able to be well, there she's gotta well, have a birthday have a party for him here that, and it's I'm gotta like, be all sorts of crazy stuff it doesn't make any sense to God, me but I wait. say yes dear <laughs> there's very few times that I totally just give in but honestly on stuff like that I know there's no winning or even like a fun compromise so <laughs> I'm gonna miss Colorado unfortunately even though I know it's gonna kick a lot of ass <laughs> kinda well, sucks well I'm, I'm looking <laughs> to it yeah it should be really good so how's the new Husky I mean I, and I say new but you guys it's new to you for this year and the and the program that you guys have with Air Group has been readily evolving yeah um, there's definitely been a lot going on with the team and set up and I've finally last few rounds settled on a setup now it's just kind of making friends with it and uh <laughs> finding out what it likes and doesn't like and and so far it's been really great uh just uh you know well, i guess a little bit of growing pains this year but ultimately i've been really stoked on the bike it, it works great everywhere and uh really haven't had any issues bike related if anything it's just uh like i said growing pains trying to you know do new things and and uh taking steps forward sometimes you take a step backwards or fall down but you keep going and uh going stronger so are, are you riding a two-stroke or a four-stroke i'm riding a 300 two-stroke all right i, I like that nod you gave after it was yeah it's like <laughs> straight up bitches <laughs> <Heck yeah. laughs> well uh, what about 2015 uh you know we're seeing a lot of that stuff come out announcements uh, anyway, and pictures and stuff. So, have you heard, seen through the grapevine um, on on changes, good, bad, or indifferent for you? Nothing solidified. And honestly, before I let anything solidify, I want to win a championship because that might uh, that might make it a little better for me. <laughs> Hi, that's zeros. very true. That's very true. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, Man, I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be kind of cool. And did I see like a Woods 125, kind of like a Woods off-road 125? Yeah, I, I saw that and uh, I kind of thought, man, I'd like to have that. But each and every one of the models is like, yeah, I'd like to have that too. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's not like I get um, 
it's not like I get full reign on bikes on one. Either. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could, I, you know, Charlie bought that 125 and then found some of the parts and maybe acquired some of the other ones and made himself like a pretty much factory uh, KTM 125. You could probably do that with a factory Husky, eh? Yeah, you have to acquire those, a few more parts, but <laughs> yeah, with all those factory parts we have in our support team, I, <laughs> I hear you. Oh, somebody in the chat room, uh, how was? What did Nick think of the markers at the OMA in Newark? The, the markers at the OMA in yeah, because we were talking about the uh, did you, well if you were there because uh, we were yeah. talking about the markings at the Enduros, so I guess they're kind of relating to the fact that did you think that they did a good job marking the trail there? I think it was marked well there. Uh, at Newark, we have kind of an interesting situation where the woods are so open that lines develop pretty quickly, and uh, and I think some of them might have got a little out of hand. Um, I know there was times where the trail weaved through the trees, and you're going straight, you know, on a legitimate line, fourth gear tap, you know, just grazing through trees like scary. And then there's other places where the trail develops straight line give or taking a little too much you know too much from the track that's supposed to be there so um that's a that's a whole nother avenue where i want to kind of see see the riders improve on just sticking that's been laid out so. yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's that's got to be tough <laughs> trying to make everybody be honest <laughs> well what what are the rules about that can you can you go off the track like what 15 feet or 25 feet or something like that gncc is uh, 25 feet either side of the main marking I yeah. think yeah, and, and I, I don't think know the OMA uh, OMA is similar I think it's 25 or 35 feet from the arrows unless it's double arrowed then you've got to go through it uh, you know enduro it's within side of the marking so um, it's it's one of those things where when you see a line and you see it develop over the course of a race you got to start taking it because you assume a guy you're racing with takes it but uh, I'd you know, there's always those places that get a little sketchy, like, you know, you shouldn't take that. And, you know, that's where you just, you got to kind of, what do you do to live with yourself and look at lap times after? And um, I don't know. I, there, there are some places where they could have put some more barriers up, I think. But other than that, the course was marked well. Right. <laughs> cool. Well, um, so have we heard any news from your, uh, your best bud, uh, Russell Bobbitt, on how he's recovering? Uh, he's recovering pretty darn well uh, the amount of time he's putting into rehab and, and conditioning is that's pretty astonishing really it kind of makes anybody myself included that's recovered from an injury and you know wrote it out on the couch till they were released feel like dirt because he's been putting huge mileage on his on his bicycle and and doing a lot of training so uh i think i think he'll come back much sooner than anticipated and hopefully swinging so cool <laughs> any word on uh on the, I don't know how old you are now, but could you still be on the junior trophy team for ISDE? No, no, I'm an old man now. I just turned 27, and oh, uh, yeah. cut off that's 20. Yeah, 23. <laughs> You're not an old man, dude. I'm 34, and I don't consider myself an old man. So you are not an old man. Oh, I'm, I'm 28. <laughs> I'm a little. I mean, you may have man. gray hair because I do, but that still doesn't mean nothing. We're still living and having fun and kicking ass and taking names, bro. <laughs> So, yeah. <clears throat> with it almost being July Fourth weekend, um, are you going to shoot off any fireworks or shoot off any fireworks at anybody? Have a firework war or anything? Uh, good old Roman candle fights always fun. Uh, don't try that at home, kids. Yeah, <laughs> and if you do, wear goggles and a GoPro. <laughs> yes, 
And your helmet. Yeah. No, uh, I I don't have any plans yet, but I'm sure uh, I'll do something fun. Oh man, I've, I've had way too many weekends of of, uh, of fireworks for July Fourth, man. Not we, me. I haven't take, yet at all. We take we take our chest protectors, our helmet, goggles, everything. Just get some mortars. That's what's wrong it's with your eye, sc- isn't it? It probably is what's wrong with my eye. I got hit in the eyeball with a dang firework. <laughs> you can't trust kids these days. <laughs> the darn 28-year-olds, they're so irresponsible. Oh. <laughs> well, Nick. I have uh, children and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> She's got to know who her dad is. It's all right. She can, she can shoot a firework at me. Yep. As you... Ah. <laughs> As I run like a crazy person the other way. Yep. Well, good luck at the OMA this coming up weekend. Of course, good luck at the rest of the National Enduros. I hope you get that win. Um, it's going to be... I can't say, honestly, that I hope you win the championship. What I hope we have is a great battle yeah um, as a fan and as somebody that wants to uh, be able to talk about all this kinds of stuff i just want to see awesome like you guys like two seconds apart like all over the place it's gonna be fantastic i don't think that's what he wants to see i know that's not what he wants at all but <laughs> yeah i mean a good battle and a you know fun fair race is all we can hope for but uh you know i'd like to win but uh it's there's a lot of great guys going for it and we've we've had a good battle so far so i want to keep it going Cool, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Sorry about it being so late, but we were having too much fun with all of our little JD uh, mini savages up there. Uh, so, bedtime story. What do you got? Oh, shoot. You were serious. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know, man. I'd... You're like, there was this one time. That is the worst bedtime story yeah. I've ever heard. Jeez, man. I'm glad you don't have kids. You would totally screw them up. God. There was this one time, there was this guy, he was racing a dirt bike at a place called Munster. <laughs> and there was an event called Last Man Standing, and he stood under the arch and went, oh shit, this is stupid. And then he did a wheelie. Woo! All right, well, that's 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 it for our night here on Seat Time, everybody. <laughs> Maybe not. All right, Nick, we really appreciate it, man. Good luck everywhere. Have fun out there, and uh, I know we'll be doing it again soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks. It's always good talking to you. Absolutely, thanks, man. Good. Later. Peace. See ya. <laughs> Later. Awesome. So we're going to wrap up episode 134. For those of you guys who are still with us live, we really, really appreciate it. If, the, if you guys know, you can uh, tune in all over the place to get this. You can tune in and subscribe to us on YouTube if you want to get the video. You can subscribe to us on iTunes um, and Stitcher if you want to get the audio only. Stitcher's where it's at. Stitcher's where you're I don't want to see at. me, so uh, that's where I'm going. There it is. There it is. Um, but, yeah, we had a lot of fun talking about the J.D. Rippers. Those dudes are super yeah, cool. Uh, Nick Ferringer giving us some truth and some honesty. I like that. Um, it, it's it's uh, him and I have been talking about that that we need to kind of do that and I agree and I'm okay with that let's, yeah, I think let's that's talk about thing. some of the stuff that we think we not, not, it's not a bitch session it's about what can we make a it, little bit better session. if you're not honest and you don't talk about it nothing's going to change so I mean even if it doesn't need to change a lot even if it just needs to change a little bit I mean if uh, if, if you talk about it and get it done then boom bringing in the truth I like boom. it so we definitely appreciate everybody that's been in the chat room and everybody that was watching us live. Uh, for those of you who remember, seattime.co is the website. That is where you can tune in. Uh, we, we archive all of the shows. Obviously, that's where it's at live as well. Um, if you want to go on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. You can find us there. Twitter is at seattime underscore CEO. We are on Instagram. It's just at seattime. No spaces, nothing fun, just at seattime. Um, 
man, sometimes when I just get tired in the middle of this, I just totally lose track. But it's like some nights it's so on, and it's, it's some well, nights we like kind of had a lot of stuff like, going on. It's just like totally just crashes. Two people talking on each one. I have, yeah. I didn't. I, I don't know it's their been, names. It's been it's been quite nuts. Uh, we we do have to say thank you very much again to all the partners out there. Fly Racing, Stillwell Performance, uh, the guys over at KR4 Performance with their Arrive and Ride program, uh, Fast Company with their Flex Bars. We we love you all. Thank you, thank you so much for your support of Seat Time. Remember, I'm your host Brian Pierce. I am uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Woody B Pierce. If you guys were so inclined to want to follow me, Kevin. And uh, yeah, I'm on I'm on I'm on Instagram as well. It's Kevin Miller one one seven. And uh, you can see all my crazy stuff I do, uh, which is really not much of anything. But, and uh, uh, coming up, cool pictures. Uh, July 10th um, is the, at, the, at the Angelica Film Center in Plano, Texas. We're going to have our John Pinton movie screening. Did you get a ticket for that? I don't even know what that is. All right, we're going to tell you about it. So John Pinton, pretty much the man who started um, the modern-day K... Well, what became the modern-day KTM, definitely ready to race. He created that slogan, and how we're going to find out more about that. High Point Boots, if you even know, you know that it's going to be fun to be there. Hopefully everybody can make it. Um, episode 134, July... Ooh, July 1st. Fourth of July is coming up. We will be on a little bit of a hiatus. I think we're going to take a two-week break. Steve and I are going to talk about this and see what works out best for our schedule. So if we come back, it should be about two weeks. Sweet. Appreciate you being here, man. I enjoyed it. It's Talking a good moto, time. drinking some brewskis. Yeah, man, it's a good time. It, it can't be bad. I like I mean, it. Dirt bikes and dirt bikes and beer is normally a good time. I don't think you can screw that up. Eh, well, we try. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. We really appreciate it. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. We'll see you in a few weeks. Peace. Peace.